2: Back, it's the horns up talking Texas podcast. Fisher, DJ Nikki Snacks, Cryder, and the Quan Cosby to Unfortunately, is a little under the weather, but we're going to get our horns up extra hard for him today because we go to Tuscaloosa this weekend, not kicking off at the crack of dawn. When We have those noon kickoffs in the east coast, 11 a.m. kickoffs in central time. That means it's 9 a.m. for me and Nikki's next Crider, and it is absolutely <laughs> doggone brutal. I mean, look, I will have three There's, beers what is at that 9 in Hawaii a.m. like 6, six a.m. That is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what Hawaii time is. Uh, I will have beers in the morning, a couple of mimosas, but I'm glad that it's at 4 p.m. our time, which means nice. six central. 7 Eastern, primetime SEC football against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, And and I kind of want to touch base on what happened last week. Um, You know, we could kind of go down the line here. Maybe a thing that everyone liked and a thing that left a little bit to be desired. Uh, and, And I'll kick us off. I texted you guys. I loved how active our defensive line was and our defensive front seven was, especially the guys who decided to come back and return. Uh, Collins and and, and Jalen Ford in the mix. I also like uh, on the defensive side of the football, the best player plays. Malik Muhammad got a lot of run last game, and he looked really sharp against Rice, and he's a freshman. So last year, the first year we did our show together, you know, we harped on the defense heavily. Last year, the defense took a massive step forward. We lost Gary Patterson. We were like, oh, no, are we going to revert back to what we were? Right, the first year that this this podcast had started. But week one, outside of us electing not to punt, which I was actually weirdly okay with on that first drive. It was, it yeah. was kind of a drop your nuts on the bump type moment. Like, all right, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever, dude. We're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna like play, you know, Madden football out here. Uh outside of that, where they had excellent field position, we're able to take a field goal on us. Uh, we the defense only let up seven points against the starting quarterback who has been a quarterback in college football uh, for a number of years and for a number of good programs. So I was really impressed with our defensive front seven and I'll, I'll give a little nod to Malik Muhammad.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. I I think, uh, and kudos to PK because he was an impossible scenario last year where the defense improved vastly, but with Gary Patterson been in the building, unfortunately Gary's going to get a lot of the credit. Uh, what I think pK showed and going to continue to show like a bow which by the way we have to talk about coach bo wearing a freaking uh sweater slash pullover in a hundred it dude they said it was 160 on that field and he had a freaking was it a sweater what what was that thing it was what do we call early. those things now that It's put it like this: He didn't have on shorts and a short sleeve like I did, Um, Mm. and so just he's so it's so cool because he's so good at what he does. We we saw that rant he had with the players, but it's psychological for him. They got some players, and he clearly has gotten in those defensive linemen's head because they're flying all over the field, they're rotating, they're creating depth. So I'm right there with you, man. I think the defense did their thing, and um, and honestly, I think overall, especially looking around this league. Uh, let me see, TCU, Clemson, Baylor, um, Tech. There's a lot of schools who wish they had a 27-point win with the most vanilla game plan on the planet. So I think it was a heck of a start for the season, and um, and and we saw some good things. After re-watching it, because everybody was, oh, gosh, the deep ball, the this, the that. After re-watching it last night, I saw a lot of positives. And the beauty, and what I really mean by that is – the negatives I saw can be corrected before Monday, you know, Mm -hmm. a drop ball, a miss route, a miss throw. Those are things that are like easily correctable versus just not having the Jimmys and Joes or the players or the game plan or all the above. So I'm fired up after week one.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. And you mentioned being a vanilla game plan. I mean, similar thing happened last season. You know, when we opened up the season, we kind of pulled the punches back a little bit. And then we, you know, threw some trickery out there and kind of got more creative with our with our game plan against Bama. Um, you know, something that we just didn't want to uh, unfold to to Nick Saban and his staff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm impressed with with the defense for sure. I mean, it's always nice when your, your defensive leader and Jalen Ford is the highest rated linebacker in college football for week one. So that's a huge win for us. I mean, really nice interception out there, but that's you know, a guy that a lot of people having, you know, uh, potentially as an all American, definitely all big 12 and I think he's trying to raise his draft stock, be a first round draft pick. Right. So starting the season off the bang, building the confidence, but yeah, I mean, you, you guys are right. I mean, the defense besides, you know, getting three points there, you know, in, in, in our own territory, you know, it's, it's really just one touchdown and you look across the, the college football landscape and, you know, most of these big teams, you know, took care of business and their, their defense has really held the other offense to to single digit points. So that's how I look at it as well. The deep ball for me was definitely a little troublesome, you know, anything past Mm -hmm. 25 yards, you know, just didn't really look like a good ball, you know, 50, 50 um, you know, there was, there was guys that were open that, you know, had to slow down on the ball and come back and, it was ultimately an incompletion. Luckily, it didn't turn to any interceptions. But, um, you know, I really liked the uh, the flow of our running backs, you know, getting Blue in the mix and Brooks. And, you know, obviously, Brooks got, or uh, Baxter got hurt early on. But it's just nice to see that we have depth and, you know, we can have different guys that can go in there and and, and tote the rock and do it effectively. Um. So yeah, I mean, good job by the horns. Good job by the fans to pack it in there in a hot day over a hundred thousand. You know, game one. You know, we're looking. Josh was saying of the USC game that he was at that these are the worst fans in the world. They don't. They don't pack in their own home games. And you know, it's really commendable that we can be able to do that on a game that, as you said, on the turf. It was one hundred and sixty when they gauged it. So, good job, Longhorn Nation.
2: Yeah, I mean, Dude, they really did. Me, I, like, I, I want
1: to. No, I want to close out
2: on that, dude. Sorry,
0: It was smoking hot. I mean, smoking <laughs> freaking hot out there. Thanks, Fox, for putting us at a 230 game. Let's mm-hmm. not even get into that. They're probably a little annoyed that we're going to the SEC, so they're not giving us the best slots. Fox is no, just
2: annoyed, dude. They're just pissed. They're just perpetually yeah, they pissed. They are. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Don't like, take hey, it like, <laughs> a big
0: 10, just relax. Yeah. <laughs> and so, no, man, kudos to the fans because – I mean, I people. Were, it, it, it was it was arguably one of the hottest games I've been to, um, and we've had that type of year anyway. But Longhorn Nation showed up like crazy. They were loud. They made a difference. Um, yeah, no, I I just had to freaking co-sign. And on another note, I'm looking at the weather today at Tuscaloosa. The high is like 88, 87. By halftime, it'll be 70s. Mm. It is going down. So as, as fired up as I am about Longhorn Nation showing up, which they will in Tuscaloosa as well, I'm even more pumped about that semi-fall weather we're going to feel when we get over there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do want to say, though, on the USC front that Nick brought up, uh, I'm, doing, I'm double dipping in the Rose Bowl column this year. I'm covering USC writing. Uh, so I'm at every game in the press box. I it was so borderline pathetic how many how how few people were in the stands. I could it took me five minutes to get an Uber home and I didn't even go to the I didn't even go to the post minutes, bro. Exactly. I didn't even go to the post game presser. It should have taken me an hour. It should take you an hour. to get yeah. an Uber home. If the fans are good, it should take you an hour. to get an Uber home,
0: <laughs> dude. At least and a hey, an hour and they're gonna charge time seven because bro. it's like it's a heavy
2: oh, regular I- price. I live in Marina Del Rey. We all know how the traffic is in Los Angeles. Marina Del Rey is 30 minutes from downtown Los Angeles where the USC Trojans play. I was door to door from the press box to my door in 45 minutes. (laughs) I drove from the game and I didn't get home in 45 minutes. When? Oh, great. Thank you for asking, Nick. Like 6.30 p.m. on a Saturday. Like an absolute joke of clock time, yeah. I wow. should have, I, I should have been in the car for a Lord of the Rings movie if the fans were good, but they were crap. <laughs> right. uh, a the Blu-ray extended 19. edition, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the best player in college football for sure. I hate to yeah, say it, but yeah, oh like, yeah, bro. He's must see TV. He is so ridiculous. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen in college. Quan got so excited about Caleb uh, that he froze up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, Um, But Caleb is the best player in college And we'll wait for Q Q is excited and frozen right now Hilarious Um, I did want to say To one of your other points Nick On Jalen Ford And his draft stock uh, There's a lot of guys That are looking to get moved up The draft stock I thought Byron Murphy uh, He had a He was the highest Was he the highest graded player In our defense? No Andre Sweat was Which is amazing Byron Murphy was third Um, But we had uh, How many guys We had 12 guys Play 20 plus sa- uh, snaps we had one two three guys rated 90 plus four being one of them murphy and the aforementioned devondre sweat uh gabenda had a really nice game um who else played well ethan burke sophomore yeah. edge he was yeah, that big guy that we saw hey you're back you q. q was so we were saying you were so excited about Caleb Dude, Williams. I I, I, yeah.
0: so y'all were still up and then i went mia because i was like what the heck happened
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we we're just saying also like guys like sweat and Byron Murphy had really nice games and guys that are improving their draft stock and you like a guy like Ford. And I tweeted this out from our account Ford and Burke three star recruits, man, developed yep, starter level players like so unbelievable. Um, Burke, it, it- Burke's a kid, too. I think that, you know, was really
1: vocal in the whole recruiting game, too, to get some of his Westlake guys over. You know, so he, he's he's not just been getting it done on the field but off the field as well. You know, big defensive lineman helped us out this year, got got one of his teammates on board.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, and that's what's cool to see with this culture between we talk a lot about Arch, and you know, people are gonna respond to to the Manning brand and, and Arch and, and what he represents, but also Birch, you know, so many guys have bought in. They I will absolutely admit I hated recruiting. And we've talked about it in another podcast. I don't want to put my time and effort on a kid that may not choose Texas. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at convincing them. But especially now in the NIL era, I would have been horrible at recruiting me (laughs) because I can tell you everything you need to hear, but money's going to change your mind. And I'm not okay with that. I love to mentor them when they get on campus. But kudos to this crew because Sark talks a lot about them wanting to win. And wanted to be a team, and all these different things. And they truly do care and love. In this NIR era, where it's always the, do they really like Texas like they should? Do they really care about the burn orange? I do think this crew does. Um, I really do. And and they want you to love Texas. And NIL be icing on the cake versus choosing Texas for that money. And kudos to this crew and their culture, because I think they're getting a lot of those guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I doubt. And just to go off that, I mean, it, it really helps to love Texas and be a part of this tradition when Longhorn Nation showing up every game, no matter what type of game it is. If it's an early game, a late game, a Rice game, a Bama game. So – Keep it up, Longhorn Nation! Because whenever we get recruits in the stands, they they hear the Texas fight, and it's something that's different than any other college, you know. Well, and
0: and the piggyback on it being the Bama game, we heard what Will Anderson said last year:
1: loudest place ever played. Dude's
0: been freaking SEC. He's been in Baton Rouge. He's been all over the SEC, Athens, and 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 to hear him say that was the loudest place I've ever been in, that says a lot. Marketing, baby, free marketing. I will be, for the first time, and I don't say this in a kind of a hoity-toity way. I'm gonna be in the nosebleeds, baby. They're putting us in the clouds for this game, and I'm gonna tell you, I love it. That's exactly what they should do. We put them in the nosebleeds; they should reciprocate. Yeah, that is competition. That's what it's about. Some Longhorn fans, because we are a little bit spoiled, are pissed off about it. But I'm like, no, this is gonna be cool.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we'll be like you know surrounding them from the top down. So when it, <laughs> when we when we storm their field, well they'll just have to like crowd surface down to the level. Um, oh dude,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I I I I don't know, man. I think it's great marketing, obviously from Will Anderson, but it's also like there's gonna be major recruits at this for both sides. Oh, so yeah. a, a win in Tuscaloosa would be major for the recruiting game. I do want to get to though some things that let, we touched on the long ball, which quan in, in your watchback you said you were a little more impressed with than a lot of Longhorn Nation was on twitter uh and and nick that was a 50 50 thing for you um saban is the best if not one of the best if not the best at exposing uh weaknesses and you know his game plan is going to be rock solid whether they execute it to their fullest hey anything could happen on any given saturday sunday friday thursday monday pretty much every day of the week that we now have football but nick saban's going to come in with a game plan uh what are some things that you guys are looking on to improve? I guess I'll kick us off again. Um, I want to see a little bit – I want to see the blocking be better. Uh, that was not – it wasn't even an original idea I had. My old man uh, told me that was one thing that he felt be desired. And I, I said, you know, I actually thought the blocking was pretty good. I thought we looked pretty sharp on on uh, on, the, on the line. And then I rewatched a little bit, looked at PFF, rewatched again. And our blocking left a lot to be desired in the run game. And I think our run game – we're going to need someone to really take over somewhat of an alpha spot. Uh, The new said B getting hurt. That was very daunting, but he looked pretty sharp. And then Brooks had some really nice, had some nice pass catching, had some nice runs in there. So, and then blue is good. I would love for one guy to really establish themselves as the alpha. And you could look at it one way and say, our best run blockers were Jordan Whittington and Casey Kane on PFF grades and be really excited. Or you can look at that and be like, oh no, our best blockers in the on the run game were wide receivers. We really need to step it up on the offensive line. On the pass grades, though, Calvin Banks was dynamite. Um yeah, and then and Christian Jones was awesome. Uh and Jaden Blue was really good as a yeah. pass blocking and uh back. So I would love to see the offensive line take that step up because they're definitely going to need to against a very talented NFL ready defensive line in Bama.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And I'll let go of that. What I want to see out of our offense, um, obviously, you know, the, the the accuracy is one thing, but Quinn was very effective using his legs. So, you know, if, if something's not there, don't force it, you know, go and get the the free yardage in front of you, you know, five, mm-hmm. six, 10 yards. I, I mean, he lost weight. So utilize that to your advantage. You know, I think they said he lost around twenty pounds. Probably makes him a little faster. You know, a little shiftier. So, you know, with with within reason, you know, go out of bounds. You know, slide when you have to, but don't be afraid to go out and get those those running yards that they're going to give to you. Because look, we have a lot of talented receivers, and you know they're going to game plan. You know, their secondary is going to look to cover them, and they might leave, you know, Quinn a little bit unexposed. Dude, I y'all
0: both went offense, so I'm actually going to go defense. Nice. Um, Make their quarterback one-dimensional. Listen, he threw three touches, sure. But I feel like our secondary is a lot more experienced, uh, even a couple of NFL possibly, you know, possible guys back there. And so he can run. Everybody knows that. That is his um, – th- that's his biggest strength. So our run defense, I think, one, they had a phenomenal year last year. Let's pick that up and, you know, take care of him this weekend – and see if he truly can hit those windows that he's going to have to hit on our defense, you know, disguise a little bit, send some pressure. And honestly, one thing we're not, we haven't talked about, which is a good thing. You know, it's a knock on some wood. I actually think we tackled really good last week. Mm. Yeah, I think we tackled a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of missed tackles, dude. So if we do that this weekend, Keep, you know, keep him under you know, 50, 60, maybe even 100 yards rushing and make him have to truly be that passer, dude, I I, I think I like our chances.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that's a good point, right? Like, we don't talk about that they made a lot of good tackles because you don't need to talk about it because you only talk about it when they're missing a lot of tackles. Yeah, you know? Right. Like, you, you, you tackle the guy your first ch- opportunity, there's nothing to talk about. That's it. Dude, I listened you know? to an
0: interview with TCU, and one of their top defensive players said, we were embarrassing. We missed 26 tackles. Well, yes. that gets you beat.
1: Yeah. I mean, Colorado's got some athletes, I will say. I mean,
0: oh, dude, that's all I'm about to say. You're diminishing <laughs> the fact that you missed them because they were shaking your ass.
2: <laughs> yeah. I will, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I a days, but still, that's tough. I definitely want to get into Colorado and do a bigger scope. Um, on college football because there's so many crazy things happening there's another big game this weekend uh oddly enough the big game is Tulane versus Ole Miss which is so crazy but that is it is truthfully a big. it's a really important game um there's
0: lots of big ones Tulane Ole Miss especially from a Big 12 standpoint you got Tech and Baylor that both lost and they have Utah and Oregon coming in that's not a good situation there fellas Oregon just put 80 on somebody and Utah beat the hell out of what who Florida
1: yeah, we, we might be looking at uh, two Big 12 teams starting off 0-2. Uh,
0: it's going to get real. And what what McGuire say, uh, the Big 12 runs through Lubbock. I mean, brother, you better pump your
2: brakes. <laughs> you stay <laughs> humble, man. Every, more like everyone ran through Lubbock, dude. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, you lost to Wyoming. I said, like, what a, j- I mean, I know we play Wyoming next week, so I don't want to I don't want to are talking too hard. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, least I,
0: I like our chances versus Wyoming. I'm sorry, we, we need to be at a point now where we we do have a little bit of hesitation. We we, we have scar we have scar tissue. Yeah. And we, yeah. we we say certain things. We're like, oh, I don't want to say that. No bullshit. We need. To, I mean, bullcrap. We need a weekend. <laughs> we need to absolutely beat Wyoming like that. It yeah. shouldn't be a question. This game this weekend. That's a that's the number one team in the country. Like that's a different conversation. But we need to be confident if we are where we are. If we're gonna win the Big Twelve, that we don't shy away from saying, no, yeah, we should beat that team. Hell yeah. I'm
1: I mean, the thing is we have the PTSD from losing to Maryland back to back years. I mean, should not have lost yeah. either of those games, but BYU. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> no, all
2: right. I, but yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you. Like, and I always say this just in general in life. Like if you always have something good coming down the pipeline, this is my biggest piece of advice I ever give anybody. Get your hopes up. Because yeah. if you don't get your hopes up, then you're gonna be A, disappointed and be like sad when you don't get it. Like you're why start off in that level I'm going in. I, that's why I'm always drinking the Kool-Aid and that's why I want to pass around my juice box to you guys. And maybe everyone's <laughs> <red> a <laughs> little sippy sip here. Hey,
1: what do you, I'm a, I'm a big fan of manifestation. So if yeah. we can manifest it, then maybe. We oh, Dion talks
0: about that all the time. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. You play good. He yeah. has so many freaking one-liners and which again, I think Um, speaking of manifestation, he said, uh, was it Travis Hunter? Yep. That Yeah, that yeah, this yeah, yeah. That went, played 120-something plays. Six o'clock in the morning, he said, let's go. I need that type of energy. That dude yeah. not only said that, he went out there and caught 100-plus and got a pick in the red zone. Yes, he believed it. He wanted it. He was prepared. So I'm right there with you. I believe it. I, I never had a doubt. That, listen, before <laughs> the game, it wasn't nerves. It was butterflies. And that's a big difference. Butterflies is, oh, I can't wait to get this rolling. Nerves is, I'm not sure. And that's mm-hmm. where I hope our guys have butterflies in Tuscaloosa. Certainly, those guys at Colorado had butterflies in Fort Worth. And that's where we got to get to.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the snap count, I was looking at some of the snap counts our players are playing and the amount of snaps that Travis Hunter played, obviously playing on both sides of the football is crazy. Uh, and it, it really is phenomenal what that player did. And I do again to get into them right now, uh, or before we, right before we get into him. What do you guys think is going to go down in this game? Give me a score prediction. They are seven. They are seven point favorites or seven and a half point favorites. But it's the third time in the last ten years where Bama has been single digit favorites at home, which is I'll kind kick of it crazy. Off. I'll yeah, kick it off well. we
1: we just talked about it on our other show. Um. I think this this team, this Longhorn team is still a little frustrated and upset with what happened last year when I mean, they came to our home and you know, they took the the win away from us and lost by one point, but you know, could have gone either way, had a couple of missed calls, had some missed tackles, you know, some blown plays. But a very winnable game. And I think they still have a sour taste in their mouth. So they're gonna try to do the same thing to Bama, come to their home, but make it a lot less close. I think this is gonna be a ten point win by the Longhorns. Ooh, that's funny you said
0: that. I've been thinking that for a while. I actually said that I think three months ago. I was like, I think it's going to be a 10-point win. I think it's a very weird place we're in because I think we match up well talent-wise, which nobody's done for a long time with Bama. Mm -hmm. So I actually think we do match up talent-wise with them. I do like the the chip on your shoulder about last year. And I'm going to tell you, for one of the first times in a long time, I don't think our guys fear Bama. They showed zero... You know what, when Bama came to town last year, and, you know, it's hindsight, but a few plays away from giving Bama their third probably should have been maybe. Heck, even the guys down the street, little brother, should have probably beat them too if they could make a play. And so, again, I still... And I don't know that Saban addressed some of his gaps this, this summer and spring, other than, you know, the natural, organic development of guys or whatever, but I still think the Bama dynasty that is very, very well documented and earned and respected. I don't know. I think there's more parity in the league now outside of Georgia. We we still have to give them their due until, until it, um until it's proven different, but I don't think our guys fear them. And I'm right there with you, man. I said this probably three, four months ago that I think we're going to win by 10 and, you just confirm, I still have that feeling. I think we're going yeah. to take again. And we're homers, but it's bigger than that. It's just truly what I see. And Saban's the truth. They're great at home. But if we fa- we start fast, like we're capable of, and we make that quarterback, was it Milwee or whatever his name yeah. is? Oh, Milrow. Milrow, whatever his name is. We-, we make him have to truly throw it to catch up with us. I think they have problems.
1: Yeah, he's a runner first too. I mean, he had a nice, nice game passing, but you know, it was under 200 yards. And I think he's a guy that looks to run. I think he's a lot different than Bryce Young. You know, I mean, Bryce Young kept him in the game against us last year. Um, I mean, he's, there's a reason why he was number one overall draft pick. But right, Melrose is right. a young guy. You know, he's a sophomore, and uh, he looks to run a lot. So if if our athletic defense can contain him and make him feel uncomfortable, then you know he might he might force the ball and and throw some you know, bad throws and make some mistakes, which is what you want. Yeah. And I, the strength I, of our I,
0: defense is the D-line, and that makes running quarterback's job a little bit harder.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah, and, and that's been an Achilles heel for us um, over the past few seasons is the running quarterback. We've had a tough time against them. I think, look, I think they're going to put up points. My score prediction is 38-28 Longhorns. I like the 10-point win, Nick. Uh, I'm not afraid of – A a, a semi big spread, I guess. I guess it's not a big spread if you consider who we're playing um but i I think that the seven and a half point spread i'm not worried about you know we saw what happened with clemson when they went to duke they were 12 and a half point favorites and they absolutely got piped they got crushed by Duke. they got crushed by duke so anything can really happen this season i think there's a lot more parity in the league i'm with you q um i think if we look like we did in the second half and get rid of our you know like middle school playbook and really let everything go which with 80 mitchell cook we got glimpses of what that though a lot of the new playmakers can do you know kane got snaps worthy nayer got in the mix like sanders had some really ep- he drew up some epic plays he showed a couple but like okay if he's gonna really throw the kitchen sink at alabama like they're gonna have to throw the ball to keep up so i think they'll put up points of course but i think 38 28 is a, is a really solid score for me i think well, that's like, the last go ahead
1: i was just saying i think your points Sanders. Yeah, I he had that one big touchdown, but not a ton of balls thrown his way. I think they were hiding that a little bit. You know, they oh, don't dude, want to show up It's yet.
0: funny you said. I truly think the key to this win, especially winning big, is Sanders and Jay Witt. Both of those guys don't drop balls. Jay Witt's going to get you first down, get you some yak. I mean, I think I heard some stat that out of his 60 catches last year, um, the average like 11 yards a catch.
2: Mm-hmm. everybody call him
0: yeah. a slot, but I'm like, dude, 11 yards to catch is not slot stuff. That's yeah, first down every yeah. time. And so, and then last but not least, you just reminded me of something. We have four coaches who have been maybe even five that have coached in that stadium. Half the issue in going into that stadium is unfamiliarity. No, bro. They've been there. They want a natty yeah. there. They're not worried about it at all. So psychologically, listen, they're literally, they can describe that stadium on a level on Tuesday that makes it almost feel like they've been, been there before by Saturday. Mm -hmm. So nobody's going to be blown away by that. Mm -hmm, And so I think that factors in as well on the.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Nick Saban teams struggling, beating him. Well, when you not just one, not just the head, but your position coaches can be like, bro, it's going to be this. They're going to be that they're going to be loud, but it's not that big a deal. We've been there. All of those things, um, I think can, can help Longhorn's chances in, in going and going to pull in the upset.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, the experience a lot of these coaches have there. I will say Milrose is a Texas case from Katie. So I want to throw that out there. So he's a Texas He committed kid well. from
0: Texas to go to Bama.
2: Yeah, so it's because of Quinn. So, I, you know, it's definitely there's a lot of blood on the table, you know, and that's been spelt in interesting ways. But I think this is, look, good, all good things come to an end. And there is a world in which Nick Saban, you know, just rides off into the sunset and is Nick Saban, and he is the greatest and is unbeatable. But I think there's also a world where everything catches up to him a little bit. And I think now is Coach Shark's time to really usurp him and take the mantle. So, so I think we're all cautiously picking the Longhorns to win, not blindly, but very confidently and coolly confident that this could be our time. And if there, if we operate on offense exactly how we all think we can. It, it's going to be a very strong showing in Tuscaloosa.
0: Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. I
2: do want to ask a couple – do you know Coach Prime Q? Have you met him?
0: So I have met him. I actually worked out at his – back in my day, he uh, had a workout facilities up in uh, Dallas. So mm-hmm. I lived there and trained in that area. So um, I got a call from him right after the Fiesta Bowl. He said, it's Prime, baby. I hear you want to train at so-and-so. And I forgot what he called it. I was, I was like, holy bleep. This is mm-hmm. – I was like, prime, prime. <laughs> it was, it was one of the, I was in the Arizona freaking airport connecting, uh, no, no leaving, uh, Scottsdale. And so it was one of the coolest calls I've ever gotten. <laughs> we don't stay in touch, but I, he, I, mean, I think I've said it, him and Bo Jackson, are my favorite athletes of all time.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's those
0: sport guys. That's I've you. watched everything on the planet Dion has ever done. And so, um, like many people who appreciates Dion and what he's doing and his success and hope it continues. I'm adopting Colorado. I may even make a game this year. I've thought about no. it. So I'm fired <laughs> up, dude. I, I and by the way, I love Colorado too. That's one of my favorite, favorite places. But, um, yeah, man, how freaking fun was that game? Kudos to Dion. Um, the way he prepared those guys and, uh, I think it's going to be a fun year and kudos to the big 12 for getting them and yeah. that and Dion slash the Bubs brand into the big 12. So it's a lot of good. I like
1: it. Yeah. I mean, I mean the big 12 door, exactly. his son throwing for over 500 yards, setting a school record in his debut, Travis Hunter, of course, we already talked about, you know, doing his thing, playing both sides of the ball. I'm curious to see how he's going to be utilizing the NFL, but like both those guys, Heisman odds just shot out the roof after that game. So it's cool. I mean, I, I'm I'm really excited to see what they can do in the Pac-12, and dude. The and on the road,
0: crazy. yeah, on the road. Defending- Worth, how, you know, Dion won a Super Bowl right down the street from that stadium, and yep. so it was Dion grew, you know, lived and prospered. All the it was so many amazing storylines that you didn't know that would. Um, and even when they started out hot, I was like, ah, oh, it sounds good. We'll see how this works out, dude. By the fourth quarter, I was like, oh, TCU's in trouble. Like yeah. they just can't stop them. These dudes no, are man. making plays and looking good and hitting hard and making tackles and interceptions and yeah and, and the, the stat Dion said he loved more than anything. You put 80 some different I and mean, you know new guys through the portal and all that, and you only have six penalties game one on the road. It's great. Bro, that is next level. Who do you want to play
2: for? It's who do you want to play for? You know what I'm saying? We talk you at the you know, we've spoken about certain coaches, you know on the show, off the show and whatnot about like not wanting to play for them and players not responding to them. Deion Sanders is a is – a, look at you. You're a player. You played in the NFL. You were drafted in the top five rounds of the MLB draft. It's no small feat. That was your idol. Think about how many players that was their idol. Think about how many players' dads that was their idol. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying Spiders. like that's who they're. They, they're everyone wanted to be this guy. Not only is he a, a great mentor, like like, and it's and the proof is in the pudding. Like he developed his son, like he it worked. Like you're seeing it work. Like both he, sons, both son sons too. Yeah. Oh, like dude, his his other son was a lean tackler on defense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, the, he's gotten guys to come play for him. Oh, Travis Hunter. Everyone's like, it's one game. First of all, he played all last year at, at Jackson State, which is, yeah. which again, like, yeah, it's not, you know, D1 or FBS or Power 5 or whatever it is. But it's still college football. And he was the number one recruit at a high school. He's supposed to be this good. Like, everyone's like, oh, like, he's coming out of nowhere. No, this guy's supposed to be this good. Yeah. So Dion's Show is electric for college football. <laughs> it's, it's the, the Big 12 doing the opposite of what the Pac-12 did. It, it homered and got an unbelievable pick uh, in Colorado, the one that the, I'm sure the Big Ten is kicking themselves for not getting uh, yep. in, in Colorado. And it, it's really going to help save the Big 12, and I think the, the Dion team is, is – That's a is, good is point
0: because the Big Ten – I mean, Ohio State does their thing for the most part. Michigan, they're blue bloods. But their marketing sucks. What Dion can do from an exposure and marketing stance I mean, TV dollars, all the above. That would have been pretty big get. And geographically, it made all the sense on the planet. It
1: did. So, they blew it. again. I,
0: I'm, I like, I'm not, listen, a little biased about the Big 12 because I played in it. Um, they're getting on my nerves with the way they've been treating us the last year or two. But kudos to their new commissioner because he balled out. Now, again, I think we said it last week, the Pac-12 commissioner, might get sued for malpractice. But kudos to the he Big did. 12 commissioner because he did a great job.
2: I mean, he yeah. took the money and did whatever that guy in that Delta fly had to land on – did on the money. You know what I'm saying? He <laughs> absolutely right. wreaked havoc on the money, like, in, in the worst way possible. But, I mean, again, like, the Big Ten could have had Colorado, but they balked at better football. But Dion's going to – He's gonna get everyone to come play there. People are gonna want right. to come play there, and they beat a TCU team. Yeah, the turnovers big with that TCU team, and yeah, they got piped by Georgia, but they still went to the national championship. Bro, they still they beat got Michigan. They got there. Like we haven't got there. They got there, and they went into TCU and they beat that team. They have Nebraska at home. Their next real test is at Oregon. Like, and then they no, have this Louisiana is my thing over. about that too. Everybody's like, "Oh,
0: Dion, it's early. It's early." Listen, I don't care how early it is. It happened. The dude is one and zero. They won one game in in twenty twenty two. And by the way, nobody's saying Colorado's gonna go win a natty. But if that dude go from going one and eleven to going five hundred and win a bowl game, that's massive. With the with the turnover he had yeah. on that roster, with the so called only good in HBCU players he has, I mean, and it's just it's genius, man. He has always. I'll tell you a funny story about him. One night I was with him, old school Randy White, you know, the doomsday crew with the I mean, I'm talking old, old school Dallas Cowboys. And um, you know, and, and Drew Pearson. I mean, mm-hmm. old school cowboys. And I was like, hey man, what do y'all think about Dion? Because clearly I was a big fan, and they're like, you know, it's funny. Everybody talk about his flashiness, but <laughs> Randy White says, that dude made more money off the field than I made my entire career. <laughs> and, and it's just, it's what the league is, it's entertaining. Is smart. He and last but not least, he said, "But bigger than his, you know, what people call antics is, has there ever been a time where he didn't back up what he says?" True. Stole we fifty six uh, bases in the MLB, dude. That's what, hit a home run and he scored a touchdown in the same week and got a pick. I mean, the dude has backed up everything <laughs> he's ever said. And some people don't like his style, so they hate on him. And what they don't understand. They need to not hate on him. Praise him. That fuels yep. his fire. That is how he rocks. Please so hate much- on him. That's what he wants.
2: Yep. It's such a different, like, it's we've, – we've said it time and time again. College football is so different than the NFL. Like, college football, you're more managing players. You're recruiting. Like, look at Coach O, like, wasn't calling the plays. He was just a figurehead kind of guy. Like, if you're Deion Sanders and you surround yourself with the right coaches to help amplify you and all you have to do is motivate and get your guys ready and get your guys in line, which six penalties for like a really fresh new team against the, against a, a team where, you know, many people thought they're, they're ranked at least. I don't know if they are going to go back to the national championship. But they're ranked They're the number 17 team in the nation. I right. mean, he had everything going against him. They were massive underdogs, but they were disciplined. They played their brand of football. They were faster and more athletic looking than TCU. So they were. They came in in shape. So their offseason clearly was unbelievably productive. Now we'll see how they adjust when other teams start adjusting against them. That's going to be interesting to watch how Dion operates. But if he's surrounded by the right coaches and he continues to play his brand and the team stays healthy, I think that'll be an issue depth for them. Right. right. So, but, but in a couple of years, it won't be. Next year, it won't be. No, year after that, oh, I won't dude, be he's going to
0: he, he's about to cause problems in recruiting as he yeah. should. <laughs> um, to and, and, and to epic. your point about what happens is there's no disrespect to the Pac-12, but. I mean, have they even had a, I guess, USC maybe in the playoff in a while? I mean, the Pac-12 conference as a. whole. Yeah, man, they, they've had USC to defending, you know, the, these guys Oregon. are defending Heisman Trophy winner and they don't impact the stadium. So it's just a different culture over there. So yeah. you got some, as Dion says, he doesn't like captains. He like dogs and leaders, <laughs> you know. And, he's, DCL, and every dog a leader, and every leader not a dog, but it, it, it just the dude can freaking get it. And I still think it starts at the top. That yeah. discipline starts with him, you know. All these different things about how his team's gonna run, how, how those leaders who you place in that position, um, playing the play at the end of the day, who's gonna argue when Dion says I'm gonna play the best players. And so it's just so many levels of what, again, I'm not saying they're going to win the Natty, but what I am saying is what an unbelievable start for a team that if not getting the right person and not having somebody who has the balls to change the personnel, you might be winning one game in a year again, or less. Yeah. And so already for me, that one big win or ranked team that they haven't done in 40 years, 30 years, whatever it's been, um, It's a big deal, and I think it's going to be a fun season for them. I think they're going to beat some people this year. And like I said, them—it's not about natty, it's not about playoff. They get to the bowl game. They get to a bowl game. Every penny you ever spent to to take that chance on Dion, I think, is justified.
2: Yep, I agree. It's going to be a fun season. Three hundred dollars for their next ticket. This is the cheapest ticket. To get in the door against Nebraska is three hundred twenty dollars. To get in the door, Detroit versus Kansas City opening night in the NFL, hundred and ninety is the cheapest ticket. Crazy, 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 crazy. All right, we'll wrap it up here, gents. Very exciting stuff. We head to Tuscaloosa, Boy, Quan. I, I
0: hope we are on
2: cloud nine next next week. <laughs> oh, if we beat them, it's going down in Tuscaloosa. I'm not a religious man, good but I might it. be. I'm not a religious guy, but I might be doing a personal Shabbat on Friday just to start, <laughs> just cutting hala praying to holla, pray the gods. Oh, I, I might do a Percy Shabbat. Uh, Fisher, DJ Nikki, Snacks, Rider, the Quan Cosby, number six, holding it down for the boys in Tuscaloosa. Get your horns up. We'll see you guys next time. Welcome.